If I could just hold you. Wow. Tonight. She stealthed that in there. <laughs> well, she's being a little cheeky. You know, cheeky <laughs> she's being a little gregarious. Cheeky. A little gregarious. A little yes. gregarious is a oh. word. Wow. Yeah. That was uh, cute. Yeah. <laughs> Live from the studio. That was so cool. Should be Celeski. I'm Eric Glazer. And yeah. uh, tonight we got Elizabeth Norman on the couch. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> We just all okay. sang Thousand Miles" as the intro. Mm-hmm. That'll get us DMCA stricken real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Demonetized. At this point, we're just purposely trying to get removed from YouTube. Yeah, yeah. we're doing everything in Knock our power. Knock me off. Yeah, YouTube take me hates out. This podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, I released a clip uh, this past week from the podcast, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and somebody just commented on the clip and said, "Clip makes me not want to watch the podcast." <laughs> It's <laughs> the opposite of the clip of Sebastian. Like, wow. Wow. This had the complete adverse effect. Oh my gosh. Almost didn't, I didn't Advertising more like advertising because wow. <laughs> yeah. that is not the thing I wanted from you. <laughs> I didn't want this reaction. Yeah, it, was, it was really unfortunate. It was really unfortunate. Um, we did, however, Zang. have another comment this week oh. mm-hmm. from our boy. Interaction. Trevor Job. Shouts out Trevor Job. I don't Trevor? know if your whole name Tre- is a typo or Trevor Job. Trevor Job. I'm sorry. Trevor no. Job. It's it's spelled T R E B O R space Job, and like okay. he capitalized it too. So it's okay. like Those he meant it. Names. He took time to hit like the the mm-hmm. shift. How's, how's Job yeah. spelled? Well, in the Bible, it's spelled like Job. Okay. But Trevor spells it <laughs> J-O-B-E. Uh, okay. I don't remember that part of the Trevor Bible. Jobby. Um and these are the these are the comments. So it's either Trevor Job or Trevor Job. Or Joby. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. Joby. Joby. I'm gonna go Trevor Job. Okay. And uh Trevor commented on episode three oh eight, Grok Blocked with oh, Alex yeah. and uh, Jordan, Jordan Levine. And uh these are the comments you live for. Because I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm waiting for it to just be like, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty cool, dude. Nice. Keep going. <laughs> Laughing emoji. Live for this. <laughs> this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. No, I think, I th- I'm pretty it's sure nice. he's been commenting or, or like been watching. And uh, I think he subscribed back when he released the Danny Mullen thing. I think he was a Brandon Buckingham fan. Okay, nice. And nice. he watched that episode. And I think he commented on that episode. It was like, yo, you guys are like actually really enjoyable to listen to. You just earned a subscription. And I was like, oh shit. And every now and then he'll actually comment. And most recently, That's 13 like hours ago, um, he commented and said, good work, boys. You've just earned yourself <laughs> one comment. <laughs> <laughs> he says, and I quote, I really got into the talk of card shuffling, but I have to bring up a counter to Jimmy's rant. If a hundred decks were being shuffled every second, the odds of any one deck matching another would consistently drop as new combinations were formed. The only way your math slash rant holds up is if you're referring to one specific order of cards being matched rather than any repeated order of cards. Keep up the good content. I always love the ones that delve into conspiracies. Thanks for the enjoyable listening that helps me get through factory work. Hey, that's a great comment. That's a great comment. Um, we got factory really, workers listening to a us. A factory worker who wants to let you know that you don't have as strong of a grasp on probability as you do. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, let me just like recap. <laughs> Probably so, like ninth grade math class. <laughs> to provide <laughs> to provide context, um, we touched upon this in the episode, and I 
I caused quite a rift, apparently, when I raised this reality, reality phenomenon. What do I have here in my hands? It's 52 cards, a couple jokers, maybe it's 54, and like an instruction card to tell you how to play cards if you don't know. Um, so 55, but let's go 52. Did you know that every time you thoroughly shuffle a deck of cards, it's pretty much a guarantee that that is the first time that that exact order of cards has ever existed, ever. Oh, for real? What? Dude, I can hear Trevor just fucking Trevor. fuming at the factory. But <laughs> <laughs> He's just getting revved up already, just waiting to hear. Again with the fucking cards? <laughs> I already explained I I it to you in a you. really considerate <laughs> comment. <laughs> I laid it out. There are approximately 8.6 times 10 to the 67 possible combinations of 52 cards. It's a big number. All right. The way you figure that out is 52 factorial, 52 times 51 right. times 50 yeah. times 40, all the way down to one. Now, Trevor's point was I was saying that every deck of cards that you shuffle, it has a one in that number chance, one in eight buggle okay. jillion chance of happening. Okay. And he said, well, because I also use the example because Eric said, well, I feel like something or other. And then yeah, I said, well, even feeling. if we were shuffling cards, 100 times a second, if you took every casino, every game of poker being played around the world, if there were 100 new decks of cards being shuffled every second, since cards were invented, which I looked up today, is at the late 15th century, which for anybody who's not, I always hate how we do the centuries because the 15th century it's is the 1400s. 1400. I hate yeah. that. So it's, that's like very late medieval, early renaissance. Yeah, like pre, right yeah. before Columbus got here. He was, they were, they were playing like the first like deck Taroko, of cards. Like like that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So 550 years, let's say. 550 years at 100 times per second, you're getting a new hand. I did the math on that. How many, how many hands, of, how many decks of cards would you have shuffled since 1473? Uh, if you were doing 100 decks per second um, for 550 years. I mean, and your answer is, yeah. the number is right. We're going we're gonna to see, see who's closer. <laughs> Liz, you going to go I first? I have no idea. Come I on, can't. just take a guess. I literally, I already forgot every number you said. 100 per second <laughs> for 550 Jimmy, years. Jimmy, you telling me again. It's going to make okay. it work. So 550 times... 365 times 24, 24 times 60, 60 times 60 times, 60 times Nothing, 100, right? Times one. Oh, shit. Did you do the math wrong? <laughs> <laughs> Trevor Job, you son of a gun. God <laughs> you damn it. me again. Trevor. <laughs> oh, Trevor, you dirty dog. God oh damn gosh. it. All right. So, um, my math so is off say you're by a number by 100. Yeah, my math is off by a magnitude of 100. <laughs> which is which is in the scheme of all numbers yeah. infinitesimal. Just add, just add two zeros at the end. Yeah, just add two zero or or subtract two zeros from it. Um, or add what you're talking about. So my, my point still stands. My, my math was slightly off here. But my point being was that since uh, 1473, if we were doing 100 new decks of cards per second, mm -hmm. there would be approximately 1.7 trillion, trillion decks of cards, unique decks of cards. Let's say every single one of them was the first one ever. So let's say... 
What? It's 17 trillion then, right? Well, I, I originally gave him the number 17.3 billion. So I okay. just did the math before Hell I said yeah. So 1.7 trillion is the new number, which changes things a little bit. But 1.7 trillion is 1.7 times 10 to the 12. Mm-hmm. Remember, there's 8.6 times 10 to the power of 67 possible combinations. So in reality, if I if you're saying that with each new combination of cards, with each new combination of cards, I'm just I can't believe I fucked up the math on this on the comment too. That's crazy. Listen, but also I have no I'm idea just, what I like, the hell you're I love that you did about. homework just to prove us wrong. I I had to, man. Yeah. I mean, it's not to prove anybody. It was more so I did homework to prove myself right. And Trevor Job and me wrong. <laughs> well, sure. That's the side effect of me being right, of course, but that's not what I was aiming for. Obviously not. So the actual number, the percentage chance after 550 years of 100 decks of cards per second, assuming every single one of them so far has been a unique arrangement, mm-hmm. the actual percentage of 1.7 trillion that have already existed out of the 8.6 buggle jillion that could exist Mm -hmm. is about point zero and then about 55 more zeros Mm -hmm. two percent chance uh that when you shuffle a deck of cards that it will be one that has already existed in the history of decks of cards now he is correct in his point that that number does gradually rise because with every new combination that you bring into existence, that's one more that you could possibly get next time. So the mm-hmm. probability of getting one that already existed is constantly raising all the time. But after 550 years, I know, but after you think about this now, huh? I'm sorry to interject, but we were just talking about casinos and people playing cards. You got to think there's astrology people using this to do tarot readings too. Yes. So now you got to like double that by a buggle jillion, probably. <laughs> a buggle jillion. <laughs> I mean, that's a strong bu- case for a buggle jillion. <laughs> oh, I was going to live edit the comment on there. I can't, I don't have the ability to do that. Um, I don't have the focus for that. <laughs> well, I mean, dude, look, 100 per second for the past 550 feet, that's a pretty generous estimate, is it? I'm, I'm, no, pre- that's, yeah. I'm pretty, pretty lenient yeah. there because I'm, I'm, I'm working off that 100 now because we have like casinos and automated okay. online poker and shit. Mm-hmm. But like in reality, were they really doing 100 per second in 1603? Probably not. Probably not. There's probably like 14 games of poker yeah. going on in the world, you know? Yeah. So we're going to average it out and say 100 per second. And that includes, yes, tarot readings, whatever I just did just now. I don't think I shuffled it purposefully because I didn't want to add to that probability. Because every time I shuffle a deck yeah, of cards, it hurts your I, argument. It hurts my argument. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never shuffling again. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, I, I, well, I was going to say that I, I didn't do my comment justice, but since I was wrong in my comment, I could have said anything and been more right here. <laughs> so I guess we'll say I've. We did our comment justice. But thank you, Trevor Job. Thank you for... Uh, holding uh, me accountable. Holding me accountable, <laughs> but also giving me the opportunity to prove not that you are wrong, but that I am right. That we're both wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Some people... Until I edit the comment. More wrong than others. <laughs> and <middle>. surely, <laughs> until I get a chance after recording to edit my comment... <laughs> You are technically 100 times more 
wrong or right, then uh, you will be once I edit my comment. <laughs> but even, even though you are 100 times more right oh now gosh. than you will be once I edit the comment, it's not a drop in the bucket, man. It's not even a drop in the bucket. <laughs> oh so this is just He's the vastness that. of the universe. And uh, I appreciate that somebody out of factory just fucking listening going like, you know what? That's fucking bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's good to know. I love I, that. I do the same shit. I hope the, uh, the camera picked up Eric spitting out his drink. <laughs> yeah, I don't think and it did. Getting it splashed <laughs> all over his glasses. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. I don't know how we're gonna top that for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I just opened up with it. Um I didn't know. It's just been really weighing on my mind. It has. Really well, I, it's I what know. I was working on right before I got here. Yeah. Because um, mm-hmm. I unfortunately, I, I've been spending all day. Mondays are like my off day, kind of, mm-hmm. besides the podcast. Yeah. Which, if you're a loser like me, you consider the podcast a thing. So, like, like mm-hmm. it's like, sure. I, that doesn't count as an off day if I do the podcast. No, right. That's a thing. Yeah. Because for well, that, me, that work just sometimes doesn't make me any money. Sometimes mm-hmm. work loses me money. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, I never have a day off because I'm always at least losing money. Right. Every day is a day at the job, you know, clocking mm-hmm. in at the plant. Um, but I was like working on Monday. I, I, I zoned out. I woke up late today. I woke up at like noon, unfortunately. Yeah, lucky. And, uh, yeah. And then I spent the next, I guess, seven and a half hours straight, not exaggerating, working on my little fucking math problems and shit. Seven and a half hours. You went to school for a day. Didn't eat for for like and after school. Didn't turn on the TV. Didn't really do anything but that. First, I didn't even realize it was studying all day until I looked at the clock and it was seven thirty, and I was still working on it. I texted everybody like (laughs) more like eight. Yeah, (laughs) I've only had seven and a half hours straight (laughs) of coffee and math. (laughs) (laughs) And now it's like weird to delve back into. I I don't know. It was weird. Yeah. There's a certain point where you start to wonder, like, is that... Was it only card math, or were you doing other, like, Oh, no, I spent the last 30 like, minutes doing the card math. math I was doing shit. sports math the first seven Hell hours. Yeah. Um, you know, just because I, I caught that comment late in the game, and it kind of... I got excited, because, like, nice, mm. new math problem. <laughs> I'll do this instead. So it was, like, Hell really yeah. cool. Extra credit. It was, yeah. like, really cool. <laughs> and, you know, kids think that they're never going to use it again, and they don't know how fun, how much fun you'll have. It is. Look, it, 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 it's, like, it's like my version of Sudoku, yeah. I would say. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like a puzzle. It's good. You know, I was wrong in like every single thing I was doing. Like I would get to the end and then the, the answer would be completely. Here's the thing. People, people probably assume that if I'm working on math seven and a half hours a day, that I'm like good at it. Yeah. Or that <laughs> no, you're like necessarily building true. the next like spaceship well, or something. Yeah. I mean, it's probably good for your brain just to try, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> it is good for my brain, I think. Yeah. And maybe one day I I'll be right. So. Maybe like, one day my math will be correct. You're building it up, man. It's amazing yeah. how much math you got to do just to be almost still wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it's unfortunate. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you're like, I'm wrong and I worked for it. Yeah. Like, I didn't even just guess. And be wrong. I could have just started with just a number. There's a lot of ways to be wrong. But I worked most, all the way through it. Most don't take yeah. this amount of time. No, that's true. <laughs> um, so that was cool. Uh, yes. What did you guys do this weekend? What did you guys do? Weekend. Anything cool? This weekend. We went on a walk yesterday at Lock we Raven. Walk. Went down the fire trail and... Uh, Found some black raspberries. Mm-hmm. They're pretty tasty. Found some wild basil. And then on our way back, uh, we like stopped for a second because we saw this little baby deer walking towards us. Mm. And it didn't see us. 
until it was like 10 feet away. Wow. So it got like super close. It was really cute, dude. Yeah. Very beautiful. And then it just got kind of stuck for like a good three minutes because it didn't know what to do. They just kept like looking at us. That's probably where the expression deer in the headlights come from. I mean, really? Yeah. They kind of get frozen up. Very stereotypical. You want to look at that deer and be like, dude, don't you know you're being, you're you're just another statistic. Every time (laughs) you do something like that, you're just another statistic. You're just confirming what everyone thought. Confirmation vibe. Um, but, uh, it was very cute. Yeah, we had to go to Father's Day shit. You know, Father's Day was yesterday. Yeah, so, so we went to... We had some plans. We had to get out of there. So mm-hmm. I just, you know, start walking towards it and it skedaddled off. Yeah. Father's but it was, like, still not used to its body. So it was, like... like <laughs> it's like seeing a little puppy try to, like, scram off. It was funny. How big of a deal is Father's Day in your circles? Um, my circles i don't you're know you like your life like how no. like you know obviously i would say for most people mother's day is more important right yeah, yeah i guess i feel like it's like the same shit kind of but i don't yeah i mean i think kind of like easter but just for your mom or your dad more important i kind of feel like mother's day feels like the original one and yeah. father's day feels like the one would be like well you gotta let dad, ha- dad yeah, have one too yeah, you know yeah. like it yeah it feels more like a little bit of an add-on it seems yeah it's like a consolation prize it's like yeah. well we, we gotta have this one it doesn't it doesn't feel as real to me i remember one time uh dom and i we were sitting at dinner with our parents uh dom told me this story the other night i forgot and i said this and uh we were planning something and Dom was like, oh, well, that's Mother's Day, so we can't do that. And then we were like trying to work out a different month. He was like, well, one's Father's Day. And I was just like, who cares? Right. <laughs> My dad just started laughing. Because <laughs> it's true. Who gives a shit? I didn't even know it was Father's Day yesterday. Yeah. I feel weird giving my dad a gift. We just don't have that. I Yeah, I just got him a card and I was, and then we texted as well. And then I joked around in the text. And I don't think he liked that. Oh, mm-hmm. see, yeah, I couldn't imagine giving my father a card. I'd never yeah. hear the end of it. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, no, we got my dad, you know, presents. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we picked up like dinner for everyone. But yeah, I mean, I got my dad a security camera. <laughs> a security <laughs> like, camera? I feel like that's a yeah. very that good is gift such for a, a dad, dad gift. gift. Yeah. yeah. I got him uh like solar lights that are like motion sensitive for Christmas and mm-hmm. he like never stopped talking about them. He loved them. <laughs> he loved them. Yeah, it is weird because a lot of a lot of dad gifts are just like functional stuff to help him just do more work and yeah. stuff, like mm-hmm. be more efficient at work. Yeah, here's some more like forks for the grill. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> better go make some burgers. <laughs> yeah. Better get to work. Yeah, my mom still to this day just buys my dad like work clothes for every holiday, yeah. which is funny because he doesn't he work. Doesn't work. Yeah. yeah, he's like she got him like three Joseph A. Bank shirts yesterday. I'm like, where is he wearing these? Yeah. <laughs> You guys don't laying in bed watching TV. Yeah, (laughs) maybe she wants him to like elevate to that like next level of dad, where you start like like walking around the house dressed up. Mm -hmm. I mean, like the 1950s dad, where they're like just like it's like a Sunday day off, and they're like wearing like a sweater with a yeah. When everyone like wore a suit to the factory, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Trevor, what do you wear to the factory? Yeah, hit us up. But yeah, no, uh, it's still it's not like a Mm -hmm. you know super important holiday though yeah i feel yeah. like i mean my dad's on vacation so oh where's he at germany oh shit mm-hmm. that's your homeland correct no no he just likes it oh. a lot oh <laughs> yeah their family just really likes germany we're not german okay joe just went to uh spain 
Nice. And I've been having a real cool. hankering to go to Europe recently. Yeah. Been like really. Yeah. Europe's cool. Yeah. And so you guys just got back. You guys were in Germany together. Yeah. yeah last a year. year ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Around this time last year. Yep. Yeah. Germany and then a little stint in Ireland on the way back. Yeah. Which I kind of want to go back to Ireland. Ireland was sick. Well, you liked Germany too, but I think you just kept kind of felt a little self-conscious because you couldn't speak german exactly yeah did you feel like you had like you should i think for the next time i go i feel like i should at least have a better like Like at least basic basic understanding or remedial knowledge yeah that's a thing that i I get a lot with um like greece and stuff Mm -hmm. like i feel self-conscious that i'm not like greek enough you know i mean luckily you know you speak great german yeah do you really family Mm -hmm. does so like it wasn't an issue but like i mean there's there's still weird things over there where like some people would only try to talk to me right and i'm like i can't speak german you're gonna have to talk to a woman woman. sorry (laughs) no way yeah Yeah. aren't they pretty progressive over there i thought i mean yeah to a certain degree but i think like for some stuff still they just like assume especially if it's like men talking to you and trying to give you directions or asking you questions or things they just like direct it to the man first yeah but yeah eric doesn't speak any german so sometimes i wouldn't even be paying attention he'd be like hey like <laughs> yeah. there's someone trying to talk to me and i don't know what's going on um but yeah i mean i definitely picked up on stuff yeah. while i was over there and i feel like that's how i learned best too just mm-hmm. like in it but I wasn't in it long enough for right, it to, to actually like, stick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a bad time to try to start learning uh, at that point. I had a, um, I watched this movie yesterday. Have you guys ever seen a movie called Being John Malkovich? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's one of your favorite movies. Really? I think, what? right? Or no, maybe it's one of Joey's favorite she movies. She changes her favorites yeah. a lot. Her favorite song coming in today was A Thousand Miles. And it quickly changed. <laughs> you just heard it on the radio. It was playing when we drove in. My AI so DJ put head. it on. Um, <laughs> so you like it, but it's not your favorite movie. Yeah, I like it fine. It was very uh, quirky. Like very nine. There's a style of late nineties that's like very strange. I found it fast, but it, it made me have like a uh, it made me have like a weird dream last night. Uh, I don't know of all the things that I took away from the movie, you always, I always go through the day and I try to figure out what my dream is going to be that night because usually my dream will be something relevant to something that happened that day, Mm -hmm. but it's always like the dumbest possible thing. Like you would think like you watch a movie. So I just watched it last night. I'm very familiar with it. It's basically like this guy finds like a portal where he's now able to like enter into like john malkovich's head and like experienced life i didn't even know who john malkovich was i thought he was a made-up guy until i uh he's a famous actor and then i realized he's a famous actor and apparently it's very good (laughs) and i watched i was like this guy is good he was like really good at like pretending to be john cusack when he was Mm -hmm. inside his body and stuff like that but of all things that my dream was it was really my dream was just that i was balding Mm. which is like the most random thing to take you know, away from all of that. To take away like, from all of it. Yeah. I just had a dream that I was like combing my hair and I noticed a bald spot. Uh, mm-hmm. And that was like, that was the, that was the plot for, for about two hours of my night last night. Two hours <laughs> oh of my, my night God. was dominated. Just like, just you like just had your quarter life crisis in a dream. Yeah. <laughs> and I always, I always try to be like, uh, you know, I always try to be like, well, you know, you can't be vain. You can't like place that much value on that. Whenever my friends talk about like, they think they're going bald. I'm like, ah, get over it, dude. People go bald, whatever. Yeah. But did I did not take it well? <laughs> <laughs> For all the advice yeah, I've given, I've found that with great hair. When it happened yeah. to me, 
<laughs> I was like a little bit like, oh, I would be really mad if someone told me to just chill yeah. out. <laughs> I'm going to go to like Bald's Anonymous tomorrow. Be like, guys, I understand now. For two hours last night in my subconscious. I dreamed I was bald. (laughs) And then I woke up and you're living your nightmare. I woke (laughs) up and I was just like, oh, thank God. And I think it's stuck in my subconscious because now I'm still wearing a hat today. Little things like that. Little things like this. Yeah, it was weird. I was combing it and I had like this weird like pattern. And I also at some point, I remember I want, this is a weird thing. I wanted a mustache. And so I just like took my bangs and I just pushed them down in my and, and then, but not like I did not like I, I like pushed him down and like oh, it was like I just slid the whole thing and now all of a sudden my bangs are is on my right here. <laughs> that is so insane. Funny. That's some weird dream shit. Yeah. Dude. And you think that those- shit would never happen in real life, dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not even a chance. Close, man. And you, you wish that that would be the moment in my dreams. <laughs> in my dreams, dreams it happens. <laughs> <laughs> you oh think like gosh. you watch Inception they have all these things that are like not like he spins like a top and if the top's going too long he's like I'm dreaming mm-hmm. you would think that at some point in my dream I would have been like wait a second wait a second I just pushed yeah, my bangs, bangs on my lip <laughs> <laughs> but nothing nothing seemed out of the ordinary for me when that happened mm-hmm. <laughs> you're like oh yeah this is one of my skills <laughs> it's oh, okay yeah. I'm just balding <laughs> <laughs> but at least my lip will be warm. <laughs> this is part of my male pattern. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> so that's topic number two. Yeah, so you didn't do anything for Father's Day yesterday? I mean, well... Dude, I'm about to have to text your dad happy Father's Day. He came out, they came out to Nacho Mama's yesterday when I was okay. playing... They kind of like I I play a lot, so like a lot of times, like my family will just come to a gig, and then mm-hmm. I can be like, "Look, I did something for Father's Day." When really, I didn't do anything. Yeah. Right. I didn't. I didn't say anything just to a him. Happy coincidence. Of the <laughs> he was, yeah. I didn't even talk to him. <laughs> he was like, I sat next to him, and he was like explaining some conspiracy about something, <laughs> and I was like, "All right, I'm gonna listen to this." That's your father's. <laughs> That's your father's. Present. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to entertain this. Um. Let's see. What'd what you do on Saturday then? Oh, dude, Saturday I played like a private party out oh, in yeah. Owens Mills. The one that you're like, no one can come to the. The one that I humble bragged about. Yeah. I like ironically, unironically was like, dude, look at me. I hate it when people post <laughs> private shows. And yet here I am posting about my private show. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I had one where, uh, well, I'm more bragging about private shows. I had one that was getting booked for this past Friday. And they were like, yeah, man. And then I got this fortune on my fortune cookie that said, that night I got Chinese food. And uh, first thing I learned was uh, that apparently one serving size of fortune cookie is six cookies. Mm. Didn't realize that. Mm. Uh, So I didn't get six. I got two. And uh, the fortune said, you'll be fine as long as you don't sign up for anything new. And I was like, that's a weird fucking fortune to get. Because now every single thing that I get I'm like, should I do this? I don't know. Yeah. Towson Best says probably not. Ooh. And uh, and I'd already been kind of feeling weird. Like I wasn't sure how it's going to go through. It's one of those things where like it was just these dudes that I met like on the dock at Ampersee that were like, let me get your card, and they were like doing like a boat party the next week. Mm. And um, so I was lining up and I was on the fence. And then later that day, he texted me and said, "Party's off." And then a, a article of how somebody just crashed into their boat, like a. New- 
per article. Oh my god! Somebody just their boat oh sunk. Jesus, like wow. capsized. Towson best kind of nailed it. They were right. They were right. They knew. Was, and what are the, the odds on that? <laughs> <laughs> That's um, time for cookie math. The second cookie math. <laughs> <laughs> I should be getting. I should be getting served six fortunes. Yeah, you need four more yeah, fortunes to complete more, the riddle. Yeah, I know. Out what I don't remember what the second was. Go. Was yeah. I used to eat my fortunes, and I don't eat them anymore. Because mm-hmm. um, now I can't remember them. Um, so instead, I just kind of just save them but i don't save them in any particular way i just leave Mm -hmm. them wherever i found them and now if you go to my house there's like fortunes everywhere you know Mm -hmm. nice i don't know i never pay attention to that shit to be honest um i did want to talk about something this is the only real topic that i had uh because i'm what you call prepared Ooh. um oh Oh, did we did we ever wind up watching? Uh, I meant to do this on Matt's podcast. Um, the I watched a video on YouTube. This is another topic. This isn't the topic that I wanted to do. It's a okay. topic that you deserve. I watched a video <laughs> on uh, artificial intelligence, world's most or uh, most handsome man by country. No, I pull that up. Pull that I find up. It fascinating. Yeah. We like to see this. <laughs> we gotta see. Let's see. Yeah, I thought you were going to bring up the, uh, I think we talked about it on Sam's podcast, though. Which one? But the one thing in, like, Vegas where the oh, family yeah, was yeah, recording yeah. the aliens oh, in their yeah, backyard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then in the video, I couldn't see anything. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone saw anything on the podcast. But then the weird thing now is that family's missing. Is it? Are they really? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. What do they call it? Spirited away. Mm-hmm. Um, a, I'm going to lean towards that's not a real story, and I'm only going to lean towards that being not a real story because there's two possibilities. Mm-hmm. I because this is, goes back to what we discussed on Sam's podcast about controlled disinformation. I think that sometimes these things are purposefully done, uh, where they take the most uncredible. I guess it's not incredible uncredible mm-hmm. source and they make them like the a, face like of the, the opposite. least credible source the least credible source mm-hmm. and they make them the face of the discussion and so they basically go okay here's the the thing that we don't want people to believe for whatever reason and i never quite understood why apparently the government really doesn't want us to think there's aliens and ufos and shit so let's run with that let's say yeah. that is true Government does not want us to know aliens exist. One of the CIA psyop ways they could do that is by being like, and you know what we'll do? We'll propagate all the dumbest seeming people as all the proponents of this thing so that whenever people see this argument, they associate it with the dumbest possible people. Yeah, dumb Mm -hmm. people, people who are like, quote unquote, crazy, like anyone who has like a mental illness, people with like histories of like drug use and other things like that anything mm-hmm. where it's like it seems like it's an unreliable source yeah, yeah threes and, then, and below like, the <laughs> uggos only uggos only and, and then make all the hot people tell you about you know yeah. right the stuff they all the push. ai men are telling you like no aliens do not exist <laughs> no, that's global warming it's nothing but this earth um, <laughs> yeah yeah no there's definitely stuff where they're like they it's 
rare that you have a super reliable source. And then even when you yeah. do, they'll do things to be like, it's not, it's not a reliable source. And then you go, okay, so now we're saying that this family was, they disappeared. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're the government, wouldn't you not do that if you're trying to make them like the second, know. it's kind of like a lot the whole, of governments have made a lot of people disappear, but it's kind of like a dumb way to go about it because now you've just legitimized yeah. it again. It's also just like, there's been so many other things about aliens recently, right? Like they didn't need to do anything. Well, about and that the other story. part of it too is also like a lot of stuff is being like, Ooh, look over here. Cause actually mm-hmm. if you were looking at the original thing, mm-hmm. you'd be seeing stuff they didn't want you to see. Yeah. I just, who knows what else was going on in Vegas this week? Well, yeah. Nobody knows because what happens in Vegas True. stays in Vegas. Yeah. Unless the family got disappeared away. I just feel like, I think, I like to believe that the people that are psyoping us on a daily basis, they know there are four steps ahead of us. That's why you got to crack the code. They know that we think that we any, know. that we think we know. <laughs> they know that we think we know. And they know that uh, if they, if somebody comes out with a story that is, that looks bad on the government, that the, probably the worst thing they could do is to like criminalize it or disappear them or like assassinate them. Because at that point, at least for me, I'm going, okay, so if this person was just like a wackadoo, then why did they put so much effort into suppressing them? It's like reverse making sense. I believe they call that not making sense. I believe they call that nonsense. Nonsense. <laughs> yeah. So now I'm wondering, like, with this whole disappearing thing, maybe they're like three steps ahead where they're like, oh, we put out this stupid bullshit story. And then, I don't know, maybe what if the people who put it out who were bullshitting decided to disappear so that now it legitimizes their story more? I don't know. Uh, yeah, maybe it went through the news cycle too quick. Yeah. They wanted people talking about them again. I just never understood why, like, that's that's another one that I just never understood why it would be, like, if if there are aliens, why would it matter if we know or not? What's the big deal, dude? I mean, a lot of it, at least, like, some of the argument, right, is also that it's, like, about geopolitics, too, where it's, like... Some of the theories are like, okay, Russia, China, mm-hmm. America are in this like technology race as well. So mm. like they are looking to use alien tech for weapons mm. and they don't want the other countries to know what they have. And that's another like thing that also ties into like a lot of the time, like one explanation people have is like sometimes when you're seeing like videos of alien phenomena, Sometimes that's just like new missiles tests that they are like coding is that that they actually do want other countries to be like, oh, fuck, they figured that out. <laughs> like, oh. There's like a lot of that kind of stuff still happening in yeah. like global power struggles. Yeah, I could see how like. Yeah, there's so it's like, like not just like the regular American populace. It's like we don't want them to know what's really going on mm. so that no one can tell like other countries uh, too, like what's going on. I thought you were going to go down yeah. the road of like, cause everyone always says like, Oh, once aliens come, there'd be nothing to divide us. We'd all come together as a human race to go against one enemy. Yeah. Mm. I do think that would be true. Like in independence yeah. day, the movie mm. independence day. I love that movie. Cause I think that is what happens. I don't happens. think I've ever seen that movie. 
It's good. It's Will Smith, good. when he goes, welcome to Earth, bitch. I know it's a big bitch. deal. Yeah. Punches know, the alien in the that. face. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> Makes you like proud to be an earthling. <laughs> there are a few times in my day do I identify, self-identify as an earthling. Right. But it's oh so true. But it's true. a special moment when it's I It's a do. special moment when I just feel a camaraderie with every... Uh, earthling could be... A squirrel is an earthling. That's true. Mm-hmm. Like, we're all united, dude. Yeah. You know? I, I could see why maybe some of these UFOs that people find are actually like classified uh like there's a level of technology that we have yeah that we don't want other countries to know we have access to because we don't want them to have access to it either so in that light you could look at it and be like maybe we actually do have the ability to do some like crazy shit with like physics and stuff that like like when they talk about the 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 ships that'll like go super fast and then stop on dime and like go in like anti-gravity and stuff like in theory that shit could be possible i mean that the right. physics could line up it's yeah. just a matter if we could achieve it yeah um and then you have to wonder like maybe we maybe we did yeah. achieve it could but we just don't super destructive if it yeah. was like regularly used yeah because that's like a whole thing like yeah. didn't we take a lot of like the the uh engineers from nazi germany mm-hmm. and we were mm-hmm. brought them over here yeah you know they just like got work visas <laughs> so come to america so we don't want and so so now are we leaning more towards there's not aliens maybe they actually just human beings are capable of way more than Nazis. I mean, or Nazis. like what we what has been confirmed by the government like in opening up about like declassifying different papers and other things is that there absolutely is a research program at the Pentagon on alien technology. So it's mm. like they've definitely been spending a lot of taxpayer money <laughs> studying aliens. They've got an alien program. I support that. And that is true. And they're like, we have an alien program. I support that. I don't know what percentage of the budget I'd be willing to allocate. Right. But if somebody came to me with a piece of paper and was like, all right, what percentage of your personal income would you be willing to contribute towards alien research? I'd be like, I don't know, maybe like fucking 1%. Yeah. One cent for every dollar? And you're looking into aliens? I'll take that. Yeah. You know, I think most people would agree with that. I think most people want to know that, you know. Right. Well, but that's part of the problem with government research is it's not always for the benefit of like the public. Yeah. And they don't like get to know about all of that, you know, just because they do it with your money doesn't mean they're going to tell you. They don't tell us shit and it's annoying. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, I would, totally they agree. Would, <laughs> they would never tell you what your they money's going towards. They would never tell towards. you about that. Or even you'd percentages. you'd be so mad, dude. <laughs> yeah. You'd be pissed. You'd be so pissed. I man. would only be pissed. I would only be pissed <laughs> if it, if it turns out they got nothing so far. Mm-hmm. That is what would piss me off. They were like, dude, yeah, we spent like billions of dollars and we, yeah. well, I don't think there's aliens. I'd be like, damn, dude, that sucks. You know, that mm-hmm. would piss, piss me off. Yeah. You know? Well, the one blunder that, you know, the public did hear about was when, you know, the local Hubble telescope was being built right here in Baltimore, Maryland. Uh-huh. Um, you know, they were working with teams from all over the world and one team sent schematics for something in metric instead of standard or whatever the fuck it is. And, wow. uh, you know, a lens got built way too small. Are you serious? Yeah. So then they spent like a bajillion dollars on like a piece of a telescope that didn't even fit. Wow. Taxpayer dollars. That is unreal. That. That's crazy. It's unreal when you learn about some of the mishaps. That's like a mishap that like, that's like a my YouTube comment level fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> 
And that was with 30 minutes of, of half attention. Yeah. <laughs> and they made this was a, someone's whole job. They made a whole telescope. And we're just like, fuck, dude. You meant centimeters? <laughs> God <laughs> damn it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That That's a really bummer. Crazy. That's a fucking bummer. I don't know, dude. I just don't know. I'm going to take a piss real quick. BRB. Yeah, do it up. Drop some sponsors. Yeah, this week. Live from the studio is brought to you by aphids. <laughs> the little bugs that eat your plants. Go into yeah. your garden today and get some aphids for free. Use code LFTS on your plant and you can eat as many aphids as you want. Mm-hmm. Um, also brought to you by this week. That wasn't a sentence. But... Uh, if you want to buy a red Komodo, <laughs> hit up ATB Productions on Instagram. We just bought two new cameras, and we don't need it anymore. So at ATB Productions, if you're looking to buy a red Komodo 6K camera, I think we're putting a listing on eBay soon. So keep an eye out for that. Um, coming up in... August. We're going down to Richmond. Richmond. Do you know the date for that? I think it's August 10th. August 10th. I've been promoting it for the last month and never said the date. So I'm pretty sure it's the 10th. Yeah. August 10th, Richmond, Virginia. Come see us. Do a little hot set down there. Yeah. I feel like you've been promoting it for longer than a month. I feel like you've been promoting it for yeah, like probably. three months. You know, yeah. like sometime. It's like the big thing coming up. Yeah, so. someplace in time. It's my only book show coming up. That's cool. Mm-hmm. You'd think you'd be better at remembering the date at that point. <laughs> <laughs> when you only got one. <laughs> Listen, I don't have a calendar like you. That's true. That's true. You don't have the benefit of a calendar right in front of your face at all yeah, times. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, we've got our dog yoga calendar mm-hmm. on the fridge. Mm-hmm. I, I know, but I don't. I don't travel with that. Yeah, I don't bring it to the podcast. Um, going back to what we were discussing, I did. Uh, you know, speaking of things that like, I I entertain. Uh, we've discussed the moon thing in the past. Mm-hmm. I this is not whether or not the moon exists. Okay, I've accepted that. All right. <laughs> um, but it if there is one. Like I always talk about like with conspiracies for me, if you can give me a motive, I'm all ears, baby. I'll listen. I'll listen. If you can, if you can give me a good reason why this would be a lie and it has to be like mostly a money thing or like some type of thing, because that's usually what most people are motivated by in some way or another is like power and money. Um, If you look at the potential now, again, I do, I do, if you, if you held a gun to my head and said, did we go to the moon? I'd say yes. I'd say yes. I think we did. But, but the, then you'd say, psych. Psych. <laughs> but the idea of why we might have lied about that. It, you find that compelling? It's compelling for sure. I mean, you're in this fucking space race with the USSR and, uh, Basically, I guess the whole premise of it was like, we're going to prove that capitalism rocks and communism does not rock. And so we're always just trying to like be the better fucking country and like do more shit. I feel like that's like the elementary school version of that whole conflict. But yeah, 
overall, there was obviously like a, a battle between mm-hmm. those two uh, systems. And it makes good sense to me, A, when you consider how have we been back? Because that's a big moon thing. Moon guy mm-hmm. thing. We'll say like we never went back. We went once. And then that was in what, 1960 something. And then we just never went back. Didn't yeah. they go back to put a little like rover on the moon? Mm, I mean, Mars? they put a Mars rover down. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah I don't think there's been many. The there's been a lot of like missions to the space station, but not. I feel like not many to the moon. Yeah, yeah, but I yeah. Think, I mean, like well, the, I also don't, the whole I mean, race for space was really also just like, hey, we can shoot something really, really far, right? Or like, what if we send our like, bomb that far? Yeah, it's and a that's lot why of, the like, Cuban Missile Crisis was such a thing. Just threatening that oh if anything goes off guess what i could blow you up so bad yeah dude yeah so don't mess blow with up me. the moon if i wanted to that's why russia Basically, was like hey yeah. we got missiles in cuba it's not that big of a difference from you know us to you yeah yeah because i think the u.s had like missiles in maybe turkey at the time of course mm-hmm. um and that was like too close for russia's comfort and that's why they i just had to watch last year a like 10 year old's history project about the Cuban Missile Crisis. (laughs) That is what I'm trying to recall right now. It is amazing how many (laughs) things you just say in conversation. You have no idea what the fuck, like golf a Tonkin. You're like, you know, you look at conspiracies, Bay of Pigs, golf a Tonkin. You're just like, (laughs) if anybody were to sit me down and be like, all right, what happened with the Bay of Pigs? Why don't you elaborate? I'd be like, I don't know. It was fucked up though. It was, I can't believe they did that. I mean, I can't believe they did it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, if you ask me, it's absolute bullshit. And you know oh the God. government did it. You know it's the government. And they were in league together <laughs> making they, these decisions. The government and the pigs. <laughs> yeah, that's it how was you know. Set up from the beginning. <laughs> Who couldn't have seen that coming? The Bay of Pigs. And then Snap goes the trap. <laughs> Caught in the pig's net once again. <laughs> yeah, it's like I have no fucking idea about any of this shit. I just know that there's some shit that happened. Like, for sure, though. <laughs> for sure. I mean, like, yeah. the stuff that I'm more familiar with, like Pearl Harbor, I could see. Like, that's another one that I'm like, was that really? Was it? Was it Japan? Like, why would they do that? Why, if you're the Japanese, would you go, all right, we're trying to win this war. We're having a pretty tough time of it already. You know what we should do is bomb the United, the most powerful country in the world, get them involved, and not even attack them like somewhere where like, uh, you know, really like attacked Hawaii. I mean, I get that maybe that's like the closest like air base to mm-hmm. Japan, mm-hmm. but like it's a what big was naval base? Too. What was the thinking there? Like, what? How could you possibly justify that a country who's already in a world war goes? You know who we need to get the most powerful country in the world against us? Well, why would you do that? And so this is also me, like you know, half remembering, and then you also go. I haven't had the time to like go back and be like, and how much of my understanding of this whole situation is also like America's side of the story of being like, we were so right and we were so good and we didn't make any mistakes. We've never done anything wrong. Mm -hmm. But like, I feel like my understanding was the Axis powers were kind of winning Mm -hmm. at that point. And 
the so they got future, too big for their britches. The, the future plan was like we're taking over the whole thing. Yeah, bitch. And we hadn't really you stepped know? in. And we were staying that. out of it. We were like, that's kind of a you all problem. It's not really an us problem. So I think we we're, we're like, dealing with our freaking Great Depression. And we're shit making over fat here. paper, selling shit to all sides. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, also, if you think about it this way, everyone's fighting on, you know, the front of Europe. Like, you know. Yeah. West we to had east. no like physical... no one was coming up from behind besides Russia. Yeah. And I don't even know if they were involved at that point. Oh, uh, I think they were. But you got to think about it that way. Russia had like the biggest death toll of all. Yeah, for sure. They kind of mm-hmm. look at the United States they're like, wow, you guys don't know shit about dying in war. And we're like, well, I mean, you know. They kind of just, they had the most ruthless, the most Russian way of going about it, which it's is basically like, like throwing bodies at it. We it are so cold much. as fuck. And we will literally just, as you're trying to advance towards Moscow, we will just burn down and destroy every possible city on the way there. So you never have a way to like refuel. Yeah, it's like so desolate. They just destroyed just themselves. Yeah. And it's only Russia could and would do that. Mm-hmm. They are wild about that shit. But that shit, at least like it adds up. I don't know. Like even like. Even if you entertain, which I obviously do because I don't know all the details about this shit. Again, my, my entire uh, interpretation of World War One and World War Two, and basically everything is through the lens of um, how, you know, Americans, United States have spun it. And you kind of got to right. go out of your way yeah. to get a different angle on that. Like, I do wonder, like, and it's also like how was it taught from Jap- 20 years ago that you're trying to remember and yeah. then like filling in the blanks when with, you like, like originally culture. learned it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and even then, like a lot of kids also end up hearing a lot of propaganda mm-hmm. as well. Like that was one of, again, I was judging like the Maryland history day last year for like middle schoolers and they all had to do history projects and a bunch of them did them about the atomic bomb. But you're like, honestly, kids, this is a pretty heavy thing for you to be trying yeah. to take on in sixth grade. Yeah. <laughs> like to be like, I'm going to research this and I'm totally going to get it. Yeah. But a, like a couple of the kids were like, yeah, the United States was totally right to drop the bomb. And I'm like, that to me sounds like you've only looked at sources from America. There's you've a- only bought into American propaganda about what happened with all of that. Yeah. There's a good, well, I, the, there's an argument to be made about that. Cause I think a lot of it was driven by like, um, Japan's like, I think there was a point where generals are discussing, like they had started to like run low on like men and to the point where they were now like military trend, which na- nowadays seems like a, okay, we already do this. But like back then it was like, dude, they are literally willing to fight to the last person. Like they were training right. women and children and stuff. And like, they basically had said like, we will not ever surrender. Yeah, it's like the we total will, war. Yeah. We will fight to the last man. And if you look at it that way and you take, if you take their, their words at face value there, then there is an argument to be made that by just hitting them all at once with some gigantic bomb or two gigantic bombs that kind of just like woke them up and was like, no dude, like, we can do this and we, we did do it and we'll do it again. If you don't surrender, there's an argument to be made that I know it's a weird angle, but that lives were saved. I mean, and that I think is the argument that like has been published in, you know, textbooks for high school. Cause those motherfuckers like don't fuck well. around, dude. If there's a like, dude, they do not fuck around. I mean, and that's part of the thing is that also that's 
like the angle that still at the end of the day makes the United States sound like a good guy. I would argue part of it was they just wanted to see what would happen to actually true. drop it on real people instead of the tests that they've been doing. Is it true that they like told the cities to evacuate and shit? Not that I don't know that I've ever heard that. Yeah, I thought they that. like gave them a warning and were like, we're going to do this at this time, this day. And then like most people got away. Other people were like, fuck it. I'm calling your bluff or whatever. I'm not leaving or something like that. That's, okay. that's been my understanding of it. That's interesting. Not I trying mean, to, I would say I've never, I've never it. heard that before. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to romanticize or, or make light of the fact that we dropped two atomic bombs and right. killed however many people, but, and we named them like, what was it? something? Fat, fat boy. Man. Yeah. Fat man. And, Big boy, Sir Duke. Yeah, I don't some know. shit. Yeah, and like the the guy who like little dropped Timmy. It was like, <laughs> I, don't know, it was like I am really Death's master. The vaporizer. Or yeah, I think yeah. that was Oppenheimer who was the one that like made it. Was like I am become death. Uh, yeah, and then yeah. I was like, dude, you am not become learned English yet because that's not. It's <laughs> <laughs> not uh, how you because that doesn't sound good, dude. <laughs> like you just created so the top. Dumb, right? You sound yeah. dumb as fuck, bro. Yeah. Oh, you're that so smart. Said, you figured this out. I do want to see Oppenheimer? Really? I want to see that Christopher Nolan movie. Yeah. Oh, dude, that's gonna be crazy. Yeah, man, Nolan got I me. Didn't know that about. Apparently, you. they <laughs> they did a real bomb like no! some of the bomb effects are like real explosions that they filmed well nolan apparently is like really against cgi he's like mm. all about apparently Which? that was a thing in dunkirk where um i watched some like video on youtube like not criticizing but just kind of like going over it's basically like a history channel where they kind of like analyze all these like famous historical movies and just kind of go over like how accurate it was and for the most part in terms of historical accuracy his movies always like do really well. At least Dunkirk uh, did really well. I don't know how many historical movies he's made, but I remember that the guy was like really stoked about it. He loved the movie, but there's one thing he mentioned where he was like, you know, when they're doing like the beach evacuation scene, Nolan was super opposed to any type of CGI whatsoever. So when they had like these wide shots of the beach from like the sky where you're seeing all these troops on the beach waiting to be evacuated in the movie, it was like a few hundred people or like maybe even a thousand people on this giant beach. But that's because he only had access to get like, you know, as many extras as he could get. It's, you know, when in reality it was probably like multiple thousands, tens of, I don't know how many people, I have no idea. But like in, in an effort in like his purism and not being willing to use CGI to like more accurately depict just how many people were on that beach trying he to leave. was focused on it being real people. Yeah. Then it wound up actually kind of underselling just how many people were there, hmm. you know, which I'm sure there's other ways to do it. Maybe you just, I don't know, zoom the camera in. That's what I would do. Yeah. I was a famous director. Or do like what old video games did where it's just like the same people over and over and over again. Yeah. You could do that. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't fine. notice that, you know, but uh, I don't know. There's just like, like, I wonder, like, even from like the German point of view of like, well, like, if you look like, I just want to know what Japan says when they talk about World War Two and what Germany says when they talk about it, because, you know, that they're bringing up a whole bunch of shit that like we don't talk about. Like, we don't really we kind of like acknowledge that the ending of World War One was like totally fucked up in terms of how we like spread the blame. We basically like took advantage of our position, uh, you know, the the allies or whatever to be like. Oh yeah, we all like fucking did shit. I remember I watched that movie, uh, nineteen not nineteen seventeen, um, All Quiet on the Western Front, which mm -hmm. took me. I watched the entire movie before I realized it w was overdubbed. I don't know. I just I don't know how I made it. I usually can tell from the first fucking moment. And at the end of the movie, I just noticed like the text in the credits was in German, and I was like, wait. 
was that whole thing in German? It was like amazing. I couldn't believe I didn't catch it. But at the end of it, they're saying like that, like hundreds of thousands of people died or something like that. And over the course of however many years they've been fighting on that, like French battlefield that like only no more than a hundred yards was gained by either side. And it was just just this pointless, like fruitless, like killing of like, countless well, people it's insane part of why like world war one was such a you know big turning point for people too because it really like kind of just shattered people's brains to understand that so many people could die yeah and yeah. so little get accomplished and there and, was like yeah yeah it just turned people around like everyone was kind of like in a a basic attitude that like the world is generally good and we're trending towards positive progress and then yeah. they're like actually Never mind. Yeah. Psych. My that's a, that's a big get, psych. Yeah, shredded. Yeah, and the other thing is, it was there was really no rules, um, and uh, which well, is that's weird. What led to like the Geneva Convention? Yeah, and stuff, they're just right? like, you like the like chill out on the chemical warfare. <laughs> Stop doing yeah. that. It's got be- gonna get you. If you could knock it off with the genocide, please. Yeah, yeah. and it was good. it was like one of the first times or the first time where a lot of. Uh, these different countries with varying levels of, of technology met all at once where like a lot of these places didn't even know what these other countries had. Like there was still, I think there's like still photographic, whatever you want to call it, footage or evidence or documentation of like the German cavalry was still riding into battle on horseback during world war one at the same time when there was fucking fighter jets. Right. And it's like, you can't imagine it, but it was like this such just like crazy where they were just like, I don't know, this is what we've been doing for the past thousand years, yeah. send in the cavalry. And they're like with swords on horseback yep. at, while meanwhile, a plane's flying over top, shooting them down and spraying chemical fucking shit. And you're like, what the hell is happening? Yeah. Also the planes back then, the guns were behind the propeller. That is just, whatever you think humanity has just gone too far, then you got to take a step back and be like, that's another metric yeah. system. They fuck had to up. time out shooting in between the fucking blade spinner. How do you fuck that up? I don't know. It's remarkable. <laughs> no, it's just, and then you look at like how it ended and, and the whole world basically on our side, the United States, germ or fucking you know england britain whatever we were like france we were like all right so yeah we totally did this and that was stupid and really bad um but also you guys owe us for all of it yeah. you guys owe us for all of it like we win you lose and now it's your job to pay back this unfucking believable amount of money to for all the damages for like everything yeah. and then of course lo and behold germany falls into economic despair because they're responsible for paying off basically the entire debt single-handedly of world war one and then wouldn't you know it you know hitler rises to power and then world war ii starts and you're looking at it and going like well i mean who like to me that's such a blatant display of like short-sightedness or greed when when you have these guys who were on the allied powers at the at the end of world war one going like yeah we'll just make germany pay for all of it and it's like well how do you not see it coming that you're going to destroy this country and their only way out is going to be to have to fight back and i'm not well, justifying world yeah, war ii or hitler if, but like, like fight back is the right word to use in this context i would say for like the general populace to for the most part get like whipped up and taken advantage of by a charismatic 
absolutely insane person. But you know, yeah, like yeah, I yeah. wouldn't go just go like, well, of course they're gonna come fight back, and I'm like, uh oh, <laughs> like it just <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, sounds yeah. a little too positive. It sounds to a little me. too south will um, rise again. Well, I guess, <laughs> like, I guess yeah. but to say that like just that mm-hmm. when people are put in a super desperate situation, when someone mm-hmm. comes along that is selling them on something that they can justify or that sounds like it could be a good deal for them, like that's much more likely to happen is when you're going to get people who are yeah. like bad intentions, mm-hmm. you know, going to do yeah. bad. I mean, it's almost it's like, like uh, when that's predators come in when people are vulnerable. Yeah. You know, that's why so scammers when like, call old people or like, it's never a rich person who falls for the Nigerian print scam. It's someone who's like, God damn it. I wish I just had like a little extra money. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Oh fuck. Right. Which is not to say that yeah. the German people shouldn't have. Well, that's a little more agency and being like, hey, this is fucked up. We should. Well, that's what I mean. I mean, but still, it's like, it's a, yeah. If you remove Hitler from, not not even that it sounds stupid, I just mean like, basically, what I'm saying is the even like remove Hitler from the equation, just hypothetically, if it wasn't Hitler that rose to, if it, it was going, like, when you are a country, like I'm talking about just a populace in general. When you're when your entire livelihood has been stripped away from you to the point yeah. where now it takes like a million Weimars or whatever to yeah. buy like a loaf of bread to the point where like it's you cannot survive and you have been against your will based off some fucked up treaty negotiation. Uh basically it's like what what was another possible outcome outside of fighting back because when a country says you owe me money. I just and you go I'm not going to pay that money. What do the people think happens? It's war. I just, I don't know what you mean by fighting back. I just feel like, like that. I feel like, again, mm-hmm. what's happening is like, if you have super severe economic instability, if you have things like your country has been also like in other cases too, systematically destabilized by a power like the United States, then you're more susceptible to, I would say extremism. Like yeah. that's kind of like what happened with Iran too. Mm-hmm. Is like they were destabilized. They had a democratically elected government that didn't want to hang out with the United States. Mm-hmm. The United States took that government out, mm-hmm. and then who took over? But like extremist people who imposed a like theocracy mm-hmm. that was very repressive on people. That is like now getting protested against, and people are also dying protesting against it. You know, it's mm-hmm. like. When people don't know what to do, when they don't know what to trust, again, if someone has a solution for all of those things and can come in, that's how you get dictators a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is that you you want someone to come in and fix it or like tell you what to do. Or like if you do have a historical enemy that has been oppressing you and they're like, we're going to get them out of here. You know, that's a thing. Yeah. Um, Sometimes it's like. How about this oppressed group that has been oppressed the whole time and we're going yeah. to get them out of here too? Yeah. But it's like that's more likely to happen if you have dealt with this mm-hmm. economic instability and what, you know. What not obviously like the like the specifics of Hitler are uh the specifics, but outside of like when I, I guess what I mean by fighting back is like at some point, um if the option to say no, we're not paying it doesn't exist. We're not paying back this debt. We can't. I just don't think that's what happened to start that conflict. What do you mean? Do you know what I mean? It wasn't like a, like, you know, like, ooh, debt collectors coming around and you're like, ah, no, go away. We don't have it. Like, that's not what happened with World War II. What happened? 
Hitler started annexing countries and like invading countries Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. had treaties with other countries. Yeah. He started trying to expand the borders of Germany. Mm -hmm. And some of that was like him being like, Oh, one time in like the middle ages, this was part of Germany or something like that. But it didn't really have, it wasn't about like being like the United States is knocking at our door again, looking for that money. Let's fight them now. It was like, he started aggressing yeah. And expanding the the territory in order to, again, create more living room for mm-hmm. his perfect Aryan families to homestead and then, again, take over the world as a perfect, like, white race. That was his goal. And so, it, yeah, I'm just... You're saying they weren't connected? I'm, like, I'm, I'm saying that it's not a them fighting back. It's them starting yeah. to take out other it, countries like, that did not want to get taken out. It might have been his rise going around because he was like a public I, speaker. Right, at first. exactly. So like, he might have gone that around he was able saying to like, stuff about the debt mm-hmm. and, and being like, like and we shouldn't have to pay that. Right. So it's like mm-hmm. more but so him being like the German race has been like, you know we're better than this, this moment that we're in right now, what we should be doing is taking over everything. Like just because they've kicked us like a dog doesn't mean we have to stay small. We can be big. It was like that Mm -hmm. kind of rhetoric. And then being like, and you know, who's been sabotaging us the whole time? Jewish people. Mm -hmm. Like that was the the direction of what he was doing and going in. Yeah. I guess I was going at from an angle of like, we were talking about how, like when you grow up in the United States, you learn history from, one side and again i I, i'm not this isn't me i'm not at all defending hitler or anything like that i'm just saying like i would be interested to know when german schools teach their kids about how the rise to the escalation to world war one happened if their justification is as as i guess kind of cut and dry as like oh no yeah we were kind of fucked and then so basically this guy rose up and just started invading people. And and then you go like, okay, but like, like I look at similarities even in terms of like with now. And I, this is another thing that I'm not totally educated on, but just like noticing similarities, you have like Putin and Russia. And then you have like, uh, you know, we learn about the war going on, which is crazy to think about now that it's been, the Ukraine thing has been going on for like, uh, I don't know how many, when did it first kick off? Like, like fucking February. Ago, yeah. Right? Like a long, like a while ago at this point, it's almost like people don't really talk about it as much anymore. It's not like headlines anymore, but even at that time, I'm always sitting there going like, okay, so this is the story that I'm being told as to why, why this is happening. And to me, I've never been a big fan of just the evil asshole argument. Like, I don't like it doesn't it like, yeah, I'm not saying that he's not an evil asshole, but when we look at the war in Ukraine, it seems like there's got to be other things at play, obviously, more so than just Hitler. I mean, uh, Putin being a dick. And like, then you look at like, well, what spurred him to do that? And you look like, well, you know, we had this treaty that said we weren't going to add any of the countries that were on his border because he didn't just like what we talk about, like with the Cuban Missile Crisis, how like it was a big advancement when the uh, communists gained influence in Cuba because that's 90 miles off our coast. And now they're able to establish uh, fucking like military bases and missile launching pads 90 miles from our coast. So that was like a big aggression because we're like, no, dude, now you're too close. Now you're an actual uh threat to our national security and so if you look at it from the russian perspective it's like 
you know, do do there I think also like seven things happening with it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. There's like yeah. a bunch of stuff going on. So I'm just like, uh, we have this very uh, like, uh, uh, I, I I think we have like one seventh of the story as it pertains to all these things, as it pertains to everything. And I think that like, a I think that's kind of um. I think it. I think that sometimes that can be m- more dangerous than I think people would imagine. Is because when you look back through history at a guy like Hitler, of course you need to acknowledge that that was totally wrong and evil what he did. But if you just write it off as like there was this unique occurrence of this crazily charismatic, no, there's like person. a bunch of things going on together. But I think that's also part of like the, the one reason that I'm kind of like harping on the fight back thing as being not accurate is that also a lot of people have spun that story with not a lot of information into a thing of being like yeah. just in a dangerous way that is mm-hmm. both not accurate and bad. <laughs> like mm-hmm. <laughs> you get into bad shit really quick with that. So I just want to be, you know, yeah. Like, I don't think that that's what you're saying, which is why I want to get into yeah, yeah, yeah. being like, I think, you know, yeah, I wouldn't say it like that because I don't think that's yeah, yeah, correct. Almost. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. The fight and it's back like, And yeah. again, it's like, you know, Hitler wasn't even German. He was Austrian. Like, mm-hmm. it was, uh, there's so many different layers into being like, but how is he able to also tap into this thing where enough people did go along yeah. with what he wanted? And that was, you know, again, taking advantage of people who had already felt resentful and and like, like mm-hmm. they'd been stepped on or like whatever because of the way that the reparations were handled after the first war. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, and like even like with uh, the Greek independence with mm-hmm. um, Turkey. You know, I grew up obviously a an American most mostly obviously, um, and then I'm also ethnically Towsonian. culturally Towsonian. I'm ethnically Towsonian, <laughs> um, which I guess is the actual thing, right? Towsonian. Um, I don't but know. so you learn when you're learning about Greek history from the Greek perspective, right. you get this kind of like, yeah, we, we gain our independence from the Turks. And we said, fuck you, Turkey. We're fucking taking our shit back. We're fighting back. And, uh, then you look at, uh, like what right. was really going on and you're like, Oh wait. So the Ottoman empire posed a major, uh, obstacle to Britain's colonization of india and things like that and so they basically went in and like funded the greeks yeah. so that they and, like, could take out the ottomans in, like british people on the greek th- throne too. yeah and installed yeah. like they yeah, we, you're they, basically al-qaeda it literally i mean yeah, literally yeah. yeah that's the thing that's why that's why i think that like when you look at it from that angle i think yeah. if you if you look at like that's why I, when you're looking at like things that are going on today and you're like wow, you know, like you look at stuff going on in the Middle East and it's like, you know. Right, it's like about like seven more things than you mm-hmm. as a regular citizen in our country are necessarily like tapped into. Yeah. Yeah. So with all that considered, that's why, I mean. I like, just don't feel that way about World War II because I think we know enough about World War yeah. II that we know what was going on a little bit more. That's all. I do agree with you being yeah. like, you know, on a, a global political level, uh, you know, what are, again, these like bigger games that are being played by countries. And Well, you kind like, of, everybody, morale is a huge thing and in order to convince somebody to actually want to participate in a war each participating party has to have a means of making their soldiers and their citizens feel like they are the justified party right and propaganda is really big for that and then the united states got really sensitive after world war ii about being like well we don't do propaganda in america which is absolutely not true 
Yeah. But it's like, mm-hmm. a, yeah, every country. It's like, of has, course we do. Yeah. yeah it's all like happening all the time. Show the news at the movie theater. I'm sorry. NCIS as a show is <laughs> like military propaganda. <laughs> oh, I thought that was, um, is that the, or is that, am I thinking of CSI? Is that different? Yeah. It's Navy CSI, basically. Oh, it's just, but they're shit. all like gunny sergeant. Yeah. What happened? <laughs> like, <laughs> everything has to involve either a Marine or someone in the Navy. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, but it's also propaganda. Like the first episode, I watched it again recently. I watched it when I was in like middle school and high school. And then I was like, oh, I'll watch this during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And the first episode takes place on like Air Force One with George Bush. And there's like a sleeper cell terrorist on the plane <laughs> that they have to neutralize. And yeah. I was like, oh, no. Yeah. It's like anytime anyone could speak Arabic, you're like, uh oh, well, I guess that's the guy for the episode. <laughs> because <laughs> This came out in 2003. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, it's mm-hmm. it's rampant. I mean, you look at even like with Vietnam, if you really think about it, it's like even with Vietnam, it's like people people talk about like, yeah, we lost Vietnam. It's like, we lost the war we were trying to fight. Um, realistically, we had just literally dropped an atomic bomb on, uh, two atomic bombs on Japan, uh, what, at that time, two decades prior or something like yeah. that. Um, if you really want to talk about like winning or losing a war, it's like, if we wanted to at any point, we could have, I mean, not that we should have, but at any point we could have right. literally blown that the yeah. whole country to nothing. So I think many nothing. people's issue with it as well was like that was one of the first wars where there were actually like cameras there a lot. Yeah. So that people at home could be like, what the hell is going on? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I know my mom like grew up and that would be playing on TV and she was like, it was very scary to see as a child. So I think that affected a lot of people's, you know, imagination of that war. Yeah. But then you also had like, I think a lot of people, what they took issue with was also the government didn't make effective decisions about the war. So you're like, sure, you could have dropped a bomb at any time. Mm-hmm. That would have probably been bad too. But also that's not what happened. What you yeah. did was you like, you know, blew up a couple jungles yeah. and then lost all of these young boys that you dragged over there yeah. and the rest of them, you ruined their lives and everyone was just watching you waste money and human beings on this thing that wasn't Mm -hmm. going anywhere that you were in for way too long. Yeah. That was like kind of, I think the start of people being like critical about being like, actually you're not giving me any really good reasons about why we're still here. Cause we're not doing well. I don't even know if I know why we went into Vietnam. I mean, mostly because the, I think Basically, the French colonial like puppet government that was in place was being overthrown by mm-hmm. Ho Chi Minh, who was the leader of a like Vietnamese communist movement that mm-hmm. just wanted them to be an independent, non-colonized country. Mm-hmm. So the United States was like, not on my watch. <laughs> was it the same? Was it a similar <laughs> it situation like, to the Korean War? In um, terms of yeah, that in of- terms of the, it was kind of a proxy war with Russia of just being like we all you communists are in it together and we're not going to let another country fall for it. There was like this other thing that was basically a theory that like cold war basically. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was like pretty much like, Oh, um, communist countries are like rotting teeth in the mouth. Once one goes, the country like countries next to those teeth are going to get lost to communism. And like, you got to stop it. Yeah. Like a dentist, like a dentist. That was like a real thing that people Mm -hmm. said. 
It's it's not some napalm at my dentist. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, that was the reason I brought any of that up is because uh, well, we were talking about Christopher Nolan, and um, I, the most recent movie I watched from him was uh, Interstellar, which I absolutely really did like a lot. Um, I hadn't seen it since 2014, and I think it's one of those movies where like, um, I could see how like it like. I always run the risk of being like one of those like Rick and Morty guys where I'm like, oh, you got to like, you know, it's like more of like a Yeah, deep, you just don't get it. Yeah. It's really deep, actually. But that is like a, a movie that I think totally you could fit into that bill of like, there's so many things about like the warping of time and gravity and shit, which are technically realistic. Obviously, the technology that they have to play with it is not technology we have now, but it's also based, like, I think, they never really say when it's based, but it's definitely based, like, in the future, you know? Because in the in the beginning, the whole reason I even brought the moon landing is because in the very opening scene of the movie, Matthew McConaughey, who plays, like, the main character, uh, is in there, and, like, uh, his daughter was saying that the moon landing was real, and then the school was like, well, you know, we, you know, we've taught that actually that was just uh, American propaganda to try to win the space race with the communist government. And I was like, so in that movie, they had kind of like taken this like weird futuristic take of that, like actually that was an example of like something that we were all told to believe that wound up not being true a hundred years later in the future when you're like, oh yeah, actually we totally did that just to kind of like, you know, solidify our position in the war. And again, I don't fucking think it didn't happen, but I do think that like, uh, like if getting the moon was like, I feel like, like, I just think it's, I feel like even if you were just to have like a service to be like, Hey, you want to go to the moon? Like rich people would be all about that shit. That's like they're being, trying to one, do. Mm-hmm. that's they're trying to, well, but, I mean, they're really more like, we just want to make sure that we'll be able to blast off to Mars and live there when everyone has to suffer in the smoldering pit of whatever earth has become yeah after climate change is like yeah. that's the main plan do you but think that uh mars mars isn't habitable right we'd have to bring build like domes and they're shit, trying right? to work on it right mm-hmm. they're trying to terraform mars there's like ice and shit which is crazy because i mean i mean there's like ice everywhere here's another fucking thing that pissed me off i didn't realize that every all the planets outside of basically mars are just gas yeah, mm-hmm. like Jupiter. I almost feel like that shouldn't count. Like, why are you? A, you're a gas ball. Well, but it's so seems like cheating. Even that much gas has mass. Oh yeah, so for sure. It's got so much mass, it's a planet. But like, if you went to Jupiter and tried to land on it, you yeah. just like well, you'd get sucked down by the gravity of it. Like, it's super. There's a lot of gravity, and there's a lot more gravity, so you'd just be like falling through the clouds of gas. Yeah, which kind of, I don't know. You don't and find that a little be, bit disappointing? I mean... It doesn't bum you out at all. It doesn't bum you out at clouds. all that you can't land on it like a little Looney Tune. Yeah, a little looks, bit. I know. No, I'm not saying that like, come on. I'm not saying that that's wrong. I'm just saying, like, yeah, that's... Yeah. Like, that, like when I, I mean, learned about Mercury that... Mercury is also a rock, right? Yeah, but, all the basically all the planets on the Pluto's inside like of the asteroid ball, belt. Right? Well, Pluto is not even a planet, apparently. Well, they I think, me- a planet I think they again. remade it a planet. They're like, just kidding. It's, yeah, a, they said, Take it's, just back. A, it's a dwarf planet, but yeah, it's a planet. They're a little too into... See, at that point, see, when even the highest minds it's, in our society are <laughs> so flaky... by public opinion. Public opinion. By public outrage that yeah. Pluto was demoted. I mean, yeah. but no, I mean, seriously, it's yeah. like, it's like, 
how like we always are told like no whatever they say goes that's the way it is and it's like okay well if i followed every single thing they said to the t and believed every single thing they told me then in 1990 when i was in elementary school and pluto was still a planet i would have said yeah pluto's a planet and then 10 years later when they were like actually no we fucked up we thought it said inches he actually meant millimeters so yeah, it's pluto's not a planet. canceled pluto's canceled and then five years later we're like actually we saw how mad you guys were right about us saying pluto's not a planet so actually it's a planet again it's like well it sounds like you guys don't really know what the fuck you're doing either a little not saying you don't know what you're doing but like you certainly aren't 100 percent on it you know it's a little bit like that's why i think that's you know it should be encouraged to be like well if they're wrong about that shit like maybe you know maybe why not it yes and you always just gotta watch out you mm-hmm. know watch out for you know don't open your mind so big your brain's gonna fall out that is a great saying i love that <laughs> i was just saying old adage the old adage is days. don't open your mind so big your brain's gonna fall. i love that it goes like that i think it goes pretty close don't be too open-minded or your brain will fall out I yeah think that's what it is not don't open your mind so big <laughs> but but yeah i mean i think that that's part of the thing because it's like it's such a tricky thing to be like i don't know like i definitely believe that for example like the american medical system Mm-hmm. is not really set up in a way that is like the most beneficial to the most people, which mm-hmm. I don't think is too controversial to say, but yeah. like getting into being like the way that things are run is a lot more for efficiency than it is for like individual people's healing. Mm-hmm. Well, and profit and profit. Exactly. When you have private pharmaceutical companies also meddling and stuff like that, when you have like yeah, insurance why companies disease if meddling we could hook you on like drugs for the rest of your life. Right. Yeah. But then if you get too far into that, then you get to a point where then some people fall off that like kind of like trying to see all the sides and stuff. And then they fall into being like, oh, vaccines give my children autism. You know, mm-hmm. like you mm-hmm. get into things where like if you're too, you just have to be like really clear on like, what are your criticisms? Where are they coming from? What sources do you think are credible and that kind of stuff? Because a lot of people get sucked into Stuff that is also super harmful by accident by being, you know. Yeah. I did find it fascinating how, uh, like, it seemed like my entire life it was considered the, like, normal take as, like, a pretty, like, critical thinking, free thinking person to be like, fuck Big Pharma, dude. They're out there. They're trying to get you addicted to these drugs. They caused the fucking opioid epidemic. They did this. They're always looking out to get profit. Like even with fucking, I remember Marissa was telling me about some documentary she watched about Pfizer, like about how like they totally knew that these uh, these uh, uh, oxycotton or whatever the fuck they did mm-hmm. at the time was like totally addictive. I think Sackler was one of the big companies for that. Yeah. Well, I think it was, I think, I mean, I don't know, I don't know who exactly did what, but I mean, it's pretty, like, you watch these documentaries, you watch these, like, open, open secrets, I guess, about, like, how profit-driven these industries are, Um, and then it seemed like in the matter, it was weird, because, again, I agree with you that, like, if you go too far with it, you can, you can wind up becoming harmful, harmful in the other direction, Yeah. but it did seem like it was, like, like, a reasonable debate was there to be had about the motives of these companies. You know, like when you, you can't like for me, you can't just sit there and go part of the motive was also like to be the first to get the vaccines done Mm -hmm. meant that they would be getting a lot of money from the government, which they did. They did earn a lot of money. 
Oh, totally. And they did get a lot of money. And then being able to like, oh, you got a cure and you're going to put a patent on it. Mm-hmm. So that like when you get to a point that it's no longer government subsidized, you'll be making a lot of money. That Yeah, definitely. Is but there that a- didn't mean that they were like putting nanobots in there. You know, yeah, not I mean? nanobots. Like that, well, that's, but I'm saying yeah, yeah. like a lot of the debates that are like, we're just having a debate going back and forth. You end up in the nanobot place too. So yeah, 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 like, yeah, totally, totally. I'm just saying that, like, on the the cultural conversation of being like, yeah, absolutely, I think there's healthy criticism. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of stuff too about people like, you know, uh, in like the black community yeah, the being like, is hearing I know, they're like, they don't we gotta like shut it down. Um, <laughs> the Pfizer the station, the, the Pfizer department, kind of coming off of like the Tuskegee experiment did experiment on yeah. black people without their consent for decades mm-hmm. and like for way too long and they knew that they had given people venereal diseases and were letting them live with it yeah and they could have cured it at any time and they could have called it off and they just didn't do that so it's like that is a point where you can be like yeah that's a pretty strong data point for why you would not trust the government wanting to give you a vaccine right now you know mm-hmm. what i mean yeah but that the majority of the conversation about not you know, not trusting the government, not trusting the vaccine wasn't coming from that. The majority and the loudest voices were coming from white people who were like, and also nanobots and it's a conspiracy and like, you know, or like they're hiding something in the vaccine or there's a bunch of people being like, it's the mark of the devil and it's the apocalypse and the antichrist, et cetera. <laughs> like that was where people were taking it. That was, I mean, I, there, those people certainly exist. Um, and and I, I, think, I think they yeah. got the most airtime on the news too, mm-hmm. because they're mm-hmm. also like, that's the most extreme viewpoint. So that's the thing that's going to get people going like, what the hell? That's crazy or whatever. But either way, as long as people mm-hmm. are getting riled up about it, engagement, yeah. like that's, yeah. Looking exactly. back, that's it's kind of, it's kind of wild. Like I, I, I never thought I'd say this, but I feel like the, um, the, the, uh, uh, climate around the COVID issue has kind of cooled off a little bit, obviously at this point, um, to the point where, you know, I think that now it's more possible to look back and kind of just discuss the realities of certain things. Uh, There are certainly, uh, you know, when you listen to, I guess, like with Alex Jones being like, but then again, it's like, you have to wonder, like, like we were talking about before with like controlled disinformation. It's like, uh, if, if you want someone to not sympathize with a certain uh, like uh, angle on an issue, you'd probably go out of your way to prop up the most ridiculous versions of that angle, just like we talked about with UFOs. So like if you want UFOs to seem illegitimate as a, as a, uh, a consideration, then you'd prop up some redneck family. Sure. Um, and so in the yeah. same light, if you want the criticism surrounding the vaccine to seem illegitimate, then you'd probably prop up the fucking people who are saying they're nanobots and mark of the devil and shit. But in reality, it's like like what you talked about um, with like the the pharmaceutical companies wanting to uh, you know obviously they made a ton of money hand over fist money I think they made more money during the COVID pandemic than they had made at any other year ever like it was a cash grab in a lot of ways for them and that there's no way I could be convinced that that wasn't part of the consideration when they're all trying to be the first right. uh, well, to when create you the also vaccine have like you know a bunch of senators and people like having their conference to be like, Hey, guess what? COVID's coming and it's going to be bad. And then all of a sudden they're dumping stock like crazy too. It's like a yeah. lot of people. Yeah, exactly. You know, are 
not acting in necessarily the public's best interest. So you see these people who have access to information that you don't. You didn't right. have the access to the information to know. I don't know if you own any stocks. I certainly do not. I own stocks in the Chicago White Sox tonight if we win. Uh, by one and a half runs. But outside of that, I don't have much going on in that department. But like you see how there seems to be this like other level of people that just kind of are in the know of what's going on. And then you kind of, we kind of sit on the sidelines and just watch it happen and are made to either side with them or the other side. And I think that, uh, you know, just kind of arbitrarily siding with one side or the other is the more dangerous thing versus like for me, I would say a good argument for any like my personal uh, any type of like apprehension I had about the vaccine for myself personally was I kind of saw that um, there may have been a motive for these companies not to fucking put non nanobots and shit, but just like when everybody's vying to get that initial contract to make that money that perhaps the actual efficacy could have been exaggerated uh, a little bit to try to be the first one to the table to get that deal. Um, and, uh, you know, looking back on it, um, I think, I mean, at least from my vantage point, I feel like that has kind of been like every, like when, when we, like this is not, I'm not making an anti-vaccine statement, but I'm just uh, acknowledging realities, which are that when the vaccine in, was first uh, put out to the public, it was pitched to us and it's weird how like the definition changed because when it was pitched to us, it was this thing like once we get the vaccine and we get people vaccinated, then it, the vaccine will stop you from that was the initial pitch because that had been right. vaccines up to that point. You get polio, which there's like a one in a trillion chance. But also you're still, like that is how that works. If you're going to be like and then it didn't end. Right. Mm -hmm. But that is how that works when like. If enough people don't get vaccinated. Mm hmm which is what happened, right? Like we didn't necessarily like pass over that actual like critical mark for how many people should get vaccinated. There were still a bunch of people who were not vaccinated. And when you are not vaccinated against a virus and it spreads from person to person, the faster it spreads from person to person, the, the faster, faster it mutates. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you had a bunch of people who were like, fuck the vaccine, I'm not gonna get the vaccine. You know, you came around to the next winter when there was a new strain coming out and it's like, OK, people got COVID again. But the people that were vaccinated made it through. OK, the people that were not vaccinated were in the hospital, you know, but because they didn't get vaccinated still, like because there were still enough people that were unvaccinated, it keeps mutating and it keeps getting more and more vaccine resistant. So it's like, yeah, this is anecdotal, but I don't think I've had COVID since I don't even know if I've ever had it, to be honest, I'm assuming that I had it when it first came out. Eric and I talked about that a long time ago. Cause mm -hmm. I was like the sickest I ever was. Mm. Um, and it so happened to be two months before, like it was headline news, COVID. Like I remember like COVID, COVID was like a hush whisper topic. Like it was like an inside In, like, joke. Almost. December when we still called it coronavirus. Yeah. It was, a, that's another weird thing yeah. about like, we, we called it coronavirus and then, like about halfway through well, remember, in well, the beginning coronavirus it was, is an umbrella term for a variety of viruses that are like yeah i'm just talking about like how the public address it how quickly sure. it changed then they had to be specific it's like this yeah. specific strain covid 19 but it was all it was like um you know we had um, the ebola scare mm -hmm. not that long ago we had the 
whatever the swine flu and bird flu and all yeah. these other things. I mean, things. when my dad, my dad for like a couple of years, like pretty much lived in New York and Canada when I was growing up. And that was when SARS was going around and he would be like getting onto a plane and everyone would be wearing masks. Mm-hmm. And at that time it was such a strange yeah. foreign thing to see. And SARS is SARS cov one, right? So yeah. SARS cov two yeah. is the COVID that we're talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But all these, you know, we saw all these things over the years and you're like, oh my God, I hope this doesn't spread. I hope I don't get it. Right. Or being like, never, oh, at least it happened to some other country. You're not like, to yeah, us. oh, like, yeah. You see it through a, you know, a TV screen or a computer screen. Mm-hmm. But then finally, COVID, we saw that. We saw it happening. You'd see a bunch of stuff from China where like they're shutting down, you know, they're bolting people's doors closed if someone had COVID in the building. Like they're doing all this crazy shit. And we're all, we're over here still living normal life, being like, oh, damn, that's crazy. Yeah. And then all of a sudden... Everyone's being like, hey, I'm an American and I need to get out of here because this is getting crazy over here. Yeah. <laughs> They're yeah. like, let's go to New York and LA. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kick this shit off, yeah. baby. And then boom. Bring it home. Lockdown. And even one of the first things yeah. before the vaccine was even in consideration, I remember the big thing back then was kind of like, where did it come from? You know, and I remember the literal... I mean, there were memes about all kinds of stuff and the story was, I don't know, a wet market or something like that. And I feel like... Uh, at the time, it was, well, not even I feel like it, it is the case that at the time, like people were literally being removed from media or social media, at least, for suggesting that uh, China was responsible for the virus, that it was actually conducted in a lab, which to me, um, and I mean, this is just my odds brain kicking in. It's like the odds of uh, there being a like John Stewart did a great bit on that when he went on the Colbert show. I think we watched it together, Eric, mm-hmm. and um, where he was talking like, was it a wet market in Wuhan or could it have potentially been from the Wuhan coronavirus lab in the same city? And it's weird how like now I almost feel like I, I almost feel like people don't even uh, even talk about it in general like where, why it existed in the first place. I feel like the narrative that we were given was that wet market uh, narrative. And then when people started to lose faith in it, we just kind of stopped talking about it altogether. Um, yeah, but, I guess it just depends on maybe who you are and your opinion on it. I, I don't know for me, like whether I know, I don't know. I'm just like kind of not connecting with like needing to know where it came from. Well, I, I guess you it know, goes back like, to the the argument I was making before about just like like if you if you understand how these things happen when they happen, then you have a better opportunity to prevent them in the future. And so when something a virus uh, arrives by one means or another that kills hundreds of millions of people across the planet, it seems to me like a very important thing to understand how that happened, why it happened, and how we can stop that from happening again in the future. Like, it's one thing to go, yeah, it happened, it's over, not over, but it's like, you know, we're through the thick of it now. So like, okay, does it really matter if it was started in a lab or if it was started in a wet market? It's like, well, I would say, yeah, I would say, yeah, that that does matter. Because if it started in a lab and we're not making any of the necessary adjustments to like, uh, I mean, I prevent feel like that again, then it could happen again, I guess. But I feel like if it's in a lab, then I guess they probably, 
I would assume that that lab is also figuring it out or trying to, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know that we would be aware of that because I don't know that we would be looped into like, what's the current lab policy to deal with that. I think maybe more relevant to American citizens would be like, oh, what were the governmental policies to keep it from spreading to America and to keep it from spreading within America? Did we learn anything from that? And I would argue not a lot because I don't know that that's going to go a lot better next time around, you know? Yeah. And I think that's maybe a little bit, I don't know. Like, yeah, I can see where you're coming from. I just am also kind of like, if there are any lab-based restrictions that did need to be put in place, I don't know that we would even be part of that conversation either yeah. way. I mean, not you or uh, not yeah, us. Not I'm us saying. would be part of it. But like on a general public level to kind of like, I mean, it just seems to me like of the utmost importance when you look at World War II, when you look at the Civil War, when you look at... uh uh, the Cold War, Vietnam, you look at COVID, you look at these things and the whole point of these things happening is, uh, you know, even in your everyday life, you know, you make a mistake, we all make mistakes, things happen um, and you're an idiot if you go through life and some shitty thing happens and you go, oh, I guess a shitty thing happens to me and then you don't go like, well, what steps can I take in the future to make sure that happens? And this is no small thing. This isn't I got in a car accident or I like, no, you know, this is like, like something happened that killed hundreds of millions of people and uh, totally there's... stopped the world for two years. Yeah. Besides just the death toll, destroying economies, you know, like we're still suffering from the like, after effects of that. And it's yeah, like, but also the people at the top, like still made a bunch of profits on it. So there's also like the other level of that is not just being like, oh, no, this bad thing happened. What can we as a group do to make sure that doesn't happen again? You would also need to not have a group of people who are like, oh, I can't wait for the next bad thing to happen so that I can also make crazy <laughs> profits on it. Like, <laughs> I don't. Yeah. You know, well, yeah, how do you stop that? That's Maybe you call question. them to task and hold people accountable. Like even and then with they like go, the, guess what? Your whole family just disappeared out in Las Vegas. Well, yeah, like, <laughs> like we talked about the financial the alien hit. Yeah, man. that was what we call in the industry not cool. <laughs> um, like you look at like the 08 financial crisis, and it's like you saw how like all these shitty policies by bankers and mortgage companies and things like that led to a thing, and then. Well, it's also another thing, again, where it's like people aren't playing the long game. They're playing the short game. And they're like, I know that I might be risking messing this all up, but I'm going to yeah. get as much money out of it as I can until that happens. And then everyone else loses. Yeah. And I guess, I mean, I, you are right. There's always going to be people that are going to find a, a loophole or some way of working around the system yeah. to, to find self to benefit themselves. But like. For instance, with like the the housing market crash and and those banks like Lehman Brothers going under, to me it really annoys me that um, you know they did all that fucked up shit. They knew what they were doing was uh, you know not good for anyone but themselves, yeah. and they continued to do it. And then when it all came to a head and destroyed the livelihoods of you know hundreds of thousands of people, probably millions of people in terms of you know my mom lost her job. She was a mortgage underwriter, like. That's just one example. I mean, there's countless examples of that back at that time. And then, you know, we bail out the banks with taxpayer money. So we take we take money out of our own pockets, like the money that should that was ours in the first place. And they go, okay, you guys fucked up. You lost all your bets, basically. So here's money to pay that off because you're too big to fail. And then who went to jail for that? Who who was like what what happened as the aftermath of that to make sure that didn't happen again? Nothing. 
Right. Literally fucking nothing. Yeah. And so now all we've done is set ourselves up for a situation where it's going to be even harder to yeah. hold people accountable in the future because you didn't make that like step to do so at the time. Totally. So now totally. they're going to be like, oh, you're going to nail me to the wall for this one now yeah. when all those other guys got away with everything that they did. It does make it harder. Yeah. And then you look at like, uh, you know, nowadays, I would say, I don't know what the housing market's like. You guys just bought a house. I think yeah. you guys, honestly, I'm no economicist, <laughs> but uh, I I feel like you guys got right in right at the bell. I think we did get a, mm-hmm. a good a you guys you guys nailed situation. it um, yeah. because in terms of like a interest rate and stuff like that. Yeah, I think the market is going nowhere but south at the moment. Um, but like even I think right now our generation version of that I think is the student loan thing, mm-hmm. and I think that we're now starting to see the uh, the consequences of what happens when you convince an entire generation of people that the only way to be successful in life is to take out this absorbent amount of money yeah, to go to college. Yeah, like 18 or 17 yeah, years old. Yeah, which is not yeah. a coincidence either that they're preying upon the least experienced, least informed people. Right. And also using the fact that their parents um, grew up in a time when a college degree meant way more not saying a college degree doesn't right. mean something now but in our parents generation the college degree was something that really actually did make you yeah. stand out because it was not the norm like I, you could go through my uh i have like my mom's yeah. high school yearbook from parallel high school and like she graduated class of 78 and like everybody's talking like what are they going to do after high school what are they going to do when they graduate very few people brought up college very yeah. few most people were just like i'm going to do this i'm gonna get a job here blah blah blah. i'm gonna do this that like it's a fairly recent yeah. thing that it's also like it was a thing too where you could like pay for your own tuition at the time by like working as a waitress yeah like, like part-time which is like not true anymore yeah it's like the it's an exponential rise in tuitions as well i remember looking this stat up when i was in college age myself in the early 2010s and from between the years of 1991 and 2011 which i think is when i looked it up so 20 years the tuition uh on average rose 400 percent, quadrupled in the past 20 years not anywhere in relation to inflation that's not what inflation is and what you have is that there's so many different things going in that you have in the same way that the housing market was pumped up by uh you know basically making these mortgages accessible to everyone and again this is another example of how things are pitched to sound like a good thing because you can't just tell the public we're gonna like stop having any qualifiers for getting a mortgage because we are planning on just like giving out a bunch of mortgages for any amount of money to anyone who wants one, regardless of if they have the credentials to actually pay that mortgage off or have any futures or anything. And then we're immediately going to falsely claim that these loans are rock solid and reliable and then sell them off to investment banks so that we can get our profit. And then once all these mortgages inevitably wind up not getting paid off, it's going to crash. You can't say that. What you have to do is be, no, we want to make homes and housing available to everyone as many people as possible. So everybody goes, Oh yeah, that's great. That's fun. You know, that's awesome. That's we're progressing now. Now you don't, you know, but then it's like, okay, but then they pitch that to us. So we go along with it as the public. And then you, you kind of see the similarities with how they go like, you know, you know, higher education for everyone, blah, 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 blah. And then you see like now these banks are giving out loans for this exorbitant amount of money. Whereas like normally if you go in, we talked about this before, but like to repeat myself, you go into a, a bank with a normal business plan. Like if I'm going to start a restaurant, the the people who are about to loan you money want to see some type of 
plan there or some type of, you know, what are you going to do to get this money to pay us back? When you don't have that, the eight, an 18 year old going to college, a very small amount of them. I don't know anybody personally that knew from the moment they got accepted and went to a college exactly what they were going to do. I mean, people do, but like, that's not the majority of kids. The majority of kids, I remember even going to Towson University and they were like, yeah, most people don't even claim their, uh, major until like junior year or like end of sophomore year or something like that. And they're saying like, yeah, and most people also, you know, most people graduate here at Towson in five years, you know? So like, don't, don't feel too, pre- too much pressure to finish in four years. And I'm thinking in my mind, I'm like, well, of course you're going to say that because that's another year I'm paying you tuition. Like yeah. it's in your business model to make me take as long as possible. And me as a kid, a 18, 19 year old, 20 year old kid, I'm going, well, this is great. All my classes are bullshit. I can just party all the time. I can have fun. You're not thinking in terms of like, dude, how much debt are you racking up? Are you progressing anywhere closer to an actual career that you're gonna be able to pay this off? These aren't things that, that adolescents are thinking about. And the banks know that. And the colleges know that. So the colleges know that when the, the government is, is, uh, uh, stipending or whatever the word is, uh, subsidizing these, uh, these loans, so that like basically anyone can get a student loan for any amount of money essentially and blah 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 blah. Then like the colleges go, yeah, we got a fucking gold mine here. We don't have to make college affordable to a, a working eighteen year old anymore because that was how the prices were set before they had unlimited access to unlimited money. Right. So now we're gonna raise the tuition, and so now yeah, it's kind of like the same way you look at healthcare. I mean, you talk about like how like um like why is it that just like any other type of thing, you can't walk into a doctor's office and get like, if you get like a routine operation or a routine type of like a procedure or a checkup, if you actually look, most people just have health insurance, just they pay the deductible and the rest. If you actually looked at how much these hospitals are charging for that shit, it's to the point where you literally cannot pay for that shit out of pocket unless you're a rich person, like a wealthy, wealthy person to the point where the only way to actually function in the healthcare market is to have insurance and health insurance is no longer a catastrophe thing like it is for car yeah. insurance like I don't go to well and that's like they also have those things that they were doing with like the insurance companies too to like inflate the prices on to inflate the prices on medical procedures so that they can be like but with your insurance we're getting you a discount so it's like it's never cutting into the actual price of anything so it, yeah. the insurance company gets more money and the hospital yeah. gets more money but there are things that you can look up TikTok hacks. Nice. And there are people that are like, yeah, you can also like, there's websites to look up, like, what do the procedures actually cost? And if you like confront the hospital with the bill, they'll be like, uh, okay. It's nuts. But I it's crazy know. that you have to do that. I will say also, I really have to pee. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, we don't have the accommodations <laughs> for that. I know. I'm yes. sorry about that. So I'm going to say. It's all good. I apologize. If we had a bathroom, we could have tapped into the uni- mysteries of the universe <laughs> mysteries don't have the to universe. wait another week <laughs> as it always do. does Global 309 history. weeks straight of next week we'll get there <laughs> we'll figure it out next week exactly <laughs> well thank you for coming on yeah. liz norman yeah at elizabeth danger norman on instagram, instagram. yep yeah nice do you want me to give out any of your other social media no, that's okay good. perfect um yeah i'll keep the plugs quick folks busy month busy month um at jimmy seleski across the board uh i will be at perennial this tuesday every tuesday at perennial except for next tuesday don't count that though it's every tuesday at perennial oh and the tuesday after that i won't be there for the fourth of july but other than this coming next tuesday and that tuesday i'm there every tuesday um uh 5 to 8 30 in towson that's tuesday june 20th i will be at 
White Oak Tavern in Ellicott City. If you're a Pokemon trainer, this is your time. This is your time. Uh, White Oak Tavern, 8 to 11, Friday, June 23rd. Uh, Saturday, June 24th, I will be at the illustrious Brews and Barrels in Gaithersburg, Maryland at the Kentlands at 7 to 10. Not that I have to tell you this, but I will be doing a private party in Bel Air earlier that day. So that's <laughs> quite the hike. Opposite They're going to fix the, the boat. They're going to fix the boat. <laughs> I can see it. I'm doing an underwater fucking extravaganza. But yeah, at Sophomore MD, at Eric Glazer. And you already know, why do I even have to say it? At LFTS Podcast. On everything. You already yeah. know. And as always, till next week. Peace. Peace.